Good morning. It's Thursday, March 24th, and I'm currently watching this. Uh, I want to call him clown senator from Alaska, Dan Sullivan, on CNBC. The guy's just screaming about oil and gas can't get financing. Well, what about the record profits that they've had, douche? Um, don't get me started. Um, he's, he's got some decent points about uh, energy uh, transition taking decades, which nobody argues, uh, but he's saying there's some type of political power where uh, oil and gas companies can't get uh, financing. Don't uh, again. I'll I'll just go by in my notes. I won't. <clears throat> don't get me started on this morning. But yesterday, talking uh, the guy that I really like, um, uh, strategist Tom Lee, uh, was on CNBC. Uh, and he's been right more than he's been wrong for the past three years. Uh, he's been just brilliant in, in his six-month outlooks, uh, two-month outlooks, one-month outlook. He's been right down to the week saying, hey, this week's going to be strong. Uh, he did say 40% of the stocks are currently in a bear market, uh, and his indication that wartime is good for growth. The consumer's strong. He thinks we're going better from here. Uh, but he did caveat that, uh, because he said, Hey, not every stock going to be good, but he does believe that the indices will be good and that strong stocks with earnings will be good. Uh, he thinks a lot of people went to cash and we're seeing that money come back. He believes the fang trade. So that's Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. Uh, and I would probably now include Microsoft in the FANG trade, um, but he thinks that will be strong with pricing power for the second half of the year. Um, and, and again, that's pricing power because Apple doesn't matter. You know, they, they showed years ago when they upped the iPhone from $200 to $1,000 that they had pricing power. Um, they, they've shown that when they raise, uh, raise rates on some of their services, they have pricing power. Um, uh, ironically, this morning I saw somebody interviewed uh, one of the billionaires, and he was saying, hey, uh, pricing power only has so much. There's going to be regulation here, and that probably comes with the App Store. If you haven't seen it, Spotify was up yesterday because Google announced a trial where uh, in the Google Store they'll allow uh, uh, Spotify for subscriptions to charge that, which will cost Spotify less. Um, so uh, he believes that April to May will look like a positioning. And, and if you remember, the positioning in 2020 was, hey, money just got cheap. Let's go from these dividend stocks who are you know pay, making money but paying money Let's go from those to the high growth stocks. And that's essentially what happened was money went out of places and into other places. There was new money in, inserted into the market. Um, and he, he said that's probably what May, April to May are going to look like. He flagged the freight index as to what he's looking at. Cash freight index has raised over to negative, which should lead to CPI six months which would indicate inflation should start to come down. Uh, he believes that will happen if oil plateaus and will be okay. So watch that, that, that index, the cash freight index. I don't exactly understand it. Again, I'm not an economist. I'm just saying what he did. 
that rolled over negative, which usually indicates within the next six months that CPI will come down uh, or normalize, which again, that gets inflation under control. He didn't think that we would have um, a recession, uh, which is important because the actual uh, poll on Twitter yesterday for the overtime on CNBC asked, uh, what's the percentage that um, you believe that that we will get in a percentage? Is it a 50% chance, 25% chance, or 100% chance? Well, the majority, I think it was like 70% said 100% chance. So um, that's one thing. Uh, so uh, one other note that I have is that m- the market, he, he said the market has priced in seven hikes. If you go with less, even if they are 50-point hikes, that will be a positive for the market. So as Powell gets more aggressive and hawkish uh, to try and control inflation, if that brings that seven hikes down to six, doesn't matter that it's a 50-point rate hike. If that brings the total amount down, Tom Lee's uh, thought was that that will um, uh, be a positive for the market. And he does believe that the second half of the year will be strong. his other indication was uh, Apple. If Apple is strong, you can't be a bear in the S&P. What you've seen over the past week, Apple touched 150. It dipped down to 149, and it has soared. And yesterday, in spite of everything being down 1%, Apple was up slightly. Uh, for almost the whole day, it, it was up significantly by a couple of dollars, which again, in a, in a stock the size of Apple is a significant move. So his thing about Apple, you know, it, it makes me feel better about holding Apple as my main, uh, my main po- uh, core portfolio. Uh, the other thing, a lot of the traders believe that Amazon is undervalued. Um, the split is coming up. Uh, my take on Amazon, if I take a look on the algorithm here on TrendSpider. Um, when I look at it, the p- purchase price was on March 11th, $29.91. Now, mind you, it touched $26.71 just a few days before. We've seen a pretty violent reaction. There's a gap here between $28.03 and $28.18. Um, when I look at the volume levels on this one, there does seem to be a significant volume level building here at about 3,100. If we break that 3,100 uh, in a close, and we're not anywhere close to it, so it would take a significant down day to get down there, but you're looking at 2812. So my suggestion is wait for this one. Again, I, I think we're going to touch those every, February lows, the March lows. I think we're going to touch those again. So. I don't think that you've missed it. Um, Amazon right now is at a 67. It's overbought. The MACD is kind of flipping over. Um, and the, 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 uh, the volume is just not there to support something continuing to fly. So we're either going to be flat. Um, we're trading above the 200-day. Let me see if I go with the daily because I'm looking at a four-hour on the algorithm. But if I go to a daily um, and look... We have just touched the 200-day. So the 200-day is up there. We're just kind of sitting there. And again, there's some pretty big, there's a small gap that hasn't been filled. Um, and that small gap is 2817 to 2811. 
not sure if it's going to be filled. The MACD still looks strong, but the RSI is at 61. So I probably would not necessarily be buying this one. Um, uh, they did have a chart yesterday uh, that Berkshire B has outperformed the S&P by 30% this year. So BRK.B, I think it's the, yeah, um, B, yeah. That's it, BRK.B. Um, and it's outperformed. Uh, this one looks like we had a buy-in. I'm waiting for it to run right now. Um, it's significantly overbought right now. The RSI is at 67. That MACD is super, super high. You've had a run from March, or I'm sorry, February 28th, where we had a buy-in at 317 and you're at 348 right now. Now for a stock like Berkshire, which is pretty much just mainstay dividend stocks, um, you know, insurance companies, oil companies, Apple, freight lines. This isn't something that, that would typically run like that, but in this economy, that's exactly what it's doing. So uh, again, it, it's kind of showing you where um, the, the, the money has been. Where's the money going? I mean, I, you know, on Twitter yesterday, I was kicking myself. Cleveland Cliffs is almost at 30. And I remember trading that one at, at 16. I think I'd sold it at uh, 20, took my 20% profit and kind of went on my way. Um, but I've missed the 20 to 30 run that was in that one. Um, one that continually comes up by a bunch of traders that I've seen. And again, remember, I'm not, uh, you know, always in these, uh, these, these kind of day trading kind of things. But um, Blackstone, BX, which we did have a buy on the algorithm um, on March 17th at 115. It's at 123 right now. Uh, this is one that has significant real estate uh, exposure, but good real estate exposure. We saw KB Homes yesterday report after the bell, and they just got trashed. The reason they got trashed is not because there's not a demand for housing. It's because they cited supply chain issues and labor costs um, as significant um, headways to going forward. And so their, their average, they, they said they're not going to be able to close as many homes for the rest of the year, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of problems with the housing industry. And a lot of traders were bringing up yesterday, those problems with the housing industry are going to cause problems with the overall economy in the go forward. So Blackstone is one of these with good um, uh, access to uh, real estate. and so. They were saying, hey, you want to look at this. Again, the P-E ratio is 15, so you're under the, um, the, the 17 that the S&P typically trades at. Um, you don't have an ex-dividend date coming up. Your next earnings report is April 20th. You've got some good volume shelves here um, that seem to be kind of supporting it up here in the 122 to 123 range. Um, your MACD did cross up. Uh, the RSI is at 57, so it's not overly, overly bought. Uh, I think you could wait for a pullback here to the 120 mark. Um, yesterday's day range was 123 to 126, um, and it did come, it traded closer to one, it closed at 123, so it closed at its day's lows. 
Um, it looks like it's 124 to 125 today. I, you know, again, I expect today to be an up day. So if you wanted to get into this one, I'm not particularly getting into this one. Um, it doesn't attract me, but I think for a lot of people who don't have a stable portfolio, this might be one that you look to put into your six month portfolio. Uh, I do think that it has one, 140, 150 in its wheelhouse um, going forward at some point. Uh, you know, you got to remember it's 52 week high is 149 and you're trading at 123. Uh, 149 just came in November. So I, I think this is a good one. Uh, again, I, I kind of trust, I think it was Joe Terranova on CNBC. I like him. Um, Kramer bought up, and I'm not a huge fan of Kramer. I'm getting less of a fan of Kramer as he becomes General uh, Jim Kramer. But according to Larry Williams, who, who's a great chartist, and I've, I've followed Larry Williams ever since Kramer kind of turned me on to him, and he's on Twitter. Um, he's a master chart master. Um, he said basically uh, the market has gone historically up, significantly up, after a 50% retracement like we just had. Um, you know, so when you go up and then down, uh, you, you pass those highs. So the assumption is from a chart perspective, again, the, remember charts and historical things are just, they, they ignore catalysts like war, like higher oil prices, like inflation, um, recessions. It, it ignores all of that. It just looks at the fundamentals of the actual chart and the mathematics and says the likelihood is that we're going up. Um, there's still so much bad news in the market. Don't chase things. Um, you know, make sure you have what you want, like Apple. Here at one, let's see, what's, where's Apple at right now? Um, oh, put in Apple. Apple is at trading at 171. It's slightly up in the pre-market. This one was up at 172 yesterday in the midday, and then something came out in the middle of the day, but I forget what it was. Um, but essentially, remember what you want. Um, I heard a good quote yesterday, and I'm probably ignoring it right now. It said, if you've got something important to say, you don't need a lot of time to say it. And I've noticed that these podcasts are going on a little long, so... I'm going to try and make it a little more uh, concise. Um, Alaska Air CEO this morning said they see and they're expecting, they put out some guidance, they expect uh, oil to stay at 120 a, a barrel for the rest of the year. I think it's at 113 or 114 this morning, so you'd still have some move up. Um, if anybody got into UCO uh, at 166, like we said, on Tuesday or so, uh, it did not hit my 180 target yesterday. It hit 179.74. Um, so I did not get out. Uh, it did not pull me out of this one. When I look at a um, some volume levels here on the uh, the two day, it looks like there's a significant volume shelf here at 160, 176 to 177. That should provide us support. That's kind of where it looks like we're going to open up. There's a volume level that built late in the day at 178 to 179. So my assumption is that we probably got 180 in this today, and I'll probably get stopped out of that. I'll take my, uh, my profit on that one. 
Uh, I'm not going to pull out of that one. Even if it's looking like it's going to continue to run, I'll just take my profit and move on. Um, so I, I've got it in there at 180. Uh, I typically don't sit in front of the computer all day. If I'm sitting in front of the computer, I'll cancel the 180 and keep an eye on it just to make sure I'll put it in at 190 and then probably lower it as it gets above 180 um, just to try and make sure that, you know, I don't leave like four or five dollars a share in the uh, on the table. But um, if I'm not watching it, I just put it in at 180, kind of walk away. So that's that's the way I trade. Um, yesterday, I don't have, you know, we did have GME going up. Let's see where they're at. Um, Charlie did a great video, by the way, on Zip Trader U, and he pointed out, um, hey, there, he did two videos, and, and I, I link to these videos whenever somebody says, hey, I want to learn how to trade stocks. Um, his two videos of when to buy and when to sell are fantastic. Um, he goes over, Uh, the SMA lines that he uses to try and find trends. He says, hey, when you've got validation, you should be buying here. Uh, you shouldn't be buying beforehand. And when you have um, validation of, of the downward movement, sell. And like he said, you're not going to time it perfectly. Nobody's got the perfect trade in them. And if you do, high five. But he has two great videos on when to buy and sell. If you want to go to YouTube, just YouTube Zip Trader U, um, Zip Trader. I think it's just Zip Trader, just Zip, Zip Trader. And then watch last night's video on GameStop. Um, and he links below on YouTube the two videos he's talking about, about buying and selling. They're older. I think they're two or three years old, um, but they're, it's perfect. Um, and if you want to trade, that's a perfect, perfect trade to make. Um, Neo. We talked about NEO yesterday. Uh, NEO got, day range was 2089 to 2260. Um, it closed right in the middle of that range at 2180. It looks like it's uh, going to open up at 22, so it didn't hit the 20 mark like I wanted it to. Um, I do think that we have some upward movement here. Um, when I look at it in the algorithm, uh, NEO. Uh, it looks like we do have that gap, kind of like I brought it up yesterday, but we do have upwards momentum and there's significant volume shelves here between 21 and 2031. So, uh, the, the MACD is continuing to go. It's a little overbought at 61. Uh, again, this is on a four hour chart. So, uh, I'm not chasing this one again. I, I'm not a big believer in chasing, uh, in the pre-market. What I'm looking at, I'm not really looking at a lot of things today, to be honest with you. Um, uh, the ARCs are up. ARCW is up 3%. Um, Ethernet, e -E, uh, not Ethernet, Ether, E-T-H-E, uh, e Ethereum, um, is up by about 3% in my portfolio. Uh, I'm just kind of going down and seeing. What high flyers? We really don't have anything high fly. The futures are up. Um, oil looks like uh, Oxy is up half a percent. It's back above 60. Um, Devon Energy, uh, DVN, uh, this one stayed above 60. It's trading at 61 right now. Um, let's see, where is Devon? Let's look at the bid and ask. Devon Energy is at 62, closed at 61. So, 
Um, that one, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily chase. It looks like the, uh, the RSI is at 64. Uh, the MACD looks like we might have some moves up, but I think you'll be able to buy that under 60 again at some point in time. Um, Bank of America was one I was looking at. That one is doing well, but it's not nothing that, you know, let's see. Where's the algorithm on Bank of America, BAC? Um, we're still a buy. We bought it on March 10th at $40.29. Today you're at 43, so you've almost got your 10%. You would have had your 10%, um, looks like a Tuesday at 44. So uh, you've got that one. Wells Fargo, WFC, um, is you were buy here at March 10th as well, $48. Today you're at 40, uh, 51 but you're kind of on the downswing on this one. Um, this one looks like it's probably going to set up around $50 here um, and trade around there. Uh, so if you want to get into that one. Uh, one other one that I was looking at, because the uh, Alaska Airlines CEO said something kind of just in passing, but he said that business travel is up 60% from last year. Um, if business travel is up, does that mean that we're kind of reopening? Um, and could a reopening mean uh, opportunities in some of these reopening places? Some of the reopening places that I have are Ruth Chris, um, Ruth Chris Restaurant, R-U-T-H. It's just Ruth Chris. You've got a buy-in here on the algorithm on March 16th at 22.70. It's trading at 22.33. You still haven't crossed down. Um, the RSI is at 47, so it's a little uh, uh, oversold. I'm going to a daily just so I can see the trend. The 200-day, you did have a golden cross on the 200-day at February 28th, um, and it immediately looked like it came down from that, from that realm. Uh, but it's kind of used the 200-day as support level, uh, and the 200-day is at about $20 right now. Uh, 2066, and you're trading at 2231. So again, I like this one. Let me see. I'll look at my. Uh, I bought this one. God, 2020, I think when when they started about uh, opening restaurants again. I've been up. I mean, the the 52 week high is 2873. 52 week low is 1645. My purchase price is 1335. So I'm up 67 um, percent on this one. I've just kind of held on to it. Super small position for me. This is only a $5,000 position for me. So um, it's not much. I think, you know, and I put in $2,500. So um, it, it's, a, it's a good good restaurant for me. There's other ones um, that, that I've played before, but restaurants might be a reopen for you. Um, again, I don't have too much today to kind of say. Uh, just because I don't have a lot of stocks that are in my wheelhouse right now that I'm saying, hey, buy. The techs, uh, I, again, I believe the biggest thing that Bob Pisani yesterday said that, that I continue to believe is every time you go up in this market, my belief is that gives Jay Powell more room to knock that interest rate up, which will knock all those high multiple stocks down. And so your apples of the world that are today, uh, let me see what Apple is. 
Uh, I think you're going to touch 150 again on Apple at some point in time this year. Um, but Apple today, their PE is 2826. That's probably going back down to 25. Um, you know, Jay Powell raises a half a point. Apple may take a hit down to 25 multiple, which would put it right down around 160. So uh, my thing is on, on these stocks, since they've flown for the last few, few weeks, March is an update. You know, oh, one of the things that I did want to see that I saw, and I'll post this. This was super interesting. Those of you that know, um, I, I post seasonality on TrendSpider a lot. And the seasonality of the spy, when you go back, let me go back um, because I want to go back to August. Um, let's see. We're going to do monthly. When you look at April on SPY for the last 12 years, let's go back. Let's see if we can go back. Yeah, we're going to go back to January 1993. So that's 30 years, 29 years of uh, data. April, 79% of the month of April was positive on the SPY. So, we're now March 24th. We've got another week in March, but I'll, I'll post this one on, on Twitter. It's an interesting look at SPY because you've got a significant uh, positive side to it. March was 60%. So, you weren't looking great in March. January was 55. We were way down. Uh, February was 57. March was 60. Uh, March, we may end up positive. It's, it's iffy, but you got 20 more percent in the, uh, in April. So, and, and May is a 69%. Uh, the average is right at about, it looks like, um, 67% is the average. Um, May is 69%. June, <laughs> 52%. So June and uh, September are the two worst months of the year. And you, you kind of hear about uh, uh, May is sell it and forget it. Um, something they just tell you get away from the market per se uh, for the summer. Because again, June is 52, July is 50, uh, 59, <clears throat> August is 66. But at 79% in April, you are the number one month out of the year <laughs> positive for the SPY. I'm not saying that's going to hold up, but in my mind, take a chance. So I think you got a few days here to kind of uh, linger around a little bit. Um, I, I think there will be with Biden over a, in Brussels with NATO. Um, I think you've got some some catalysts on the uh, Russia front. You did, by the way, one thing I did want to mention with oil. Um, they quoted a Kazakhstan um, to Ukraine pipeline of oil that Russia controls uh, as being, quote-unquote, damaged due to weather. It goes to the Black Sea. Well, the reality is it probably wasn't weather that damaged that. More than likely, it was war. Or it's Putin shutting down the pipelines and trying to squeeze out the, the Europe uh, into some type of agreement settlement with him. So uh, I expect oil to go back to the 150 mark. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, another crisis happening. But again, UCO is kind of your play. It's at 177 right now. 
Um, it closed at, I'm sorry, the bid is 176. Uh, I don't know. Let me see if I can see any support on this one. Um, do I see any support on a four hour chart? Um, no, I, you know, ironically, it's, it's funny because I do see March 21st uh, on Monday, a 166 buy-in. And obviously we've done well on that one. Um, you know, March 16th, earlier in the, the week before it was at 133. So if you'd had the, um, the foresight to see that I do, it's using this 50 day as support level. So the only, um, downside I see is if we break, we do have a gap here between 154 and 160 gaps sometimes don't get filled, but we have a gap up between 177 and 188. I think that's a stronger possibility than going back down. Um, you know, again, your your RSI is at 64, so it's starting to get oversold, but that MACD looks like it's just started running. Um, so I do expect a, a kind of positive uh, here on UCO to continue. I might put a small position in on this one um, just because I do feel that that gap up probably is stronger to 188. Uh, I've got, you know, again, I haven't stopped out of that 180, but once that initial uh, buy that I did hits the 180 mark, I'll probably sell that one. But I might put in a smaller position, take my profits, and maybe put it in so that I, uh, I'm in there again. So anyway, uh, have a great day trading. Sorry I went on so long. Again, my uh, the, the thing about having something important, important to say, you can say it in a short time. I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to try and do 20-minute podcasts instead of the 40-minute podcast. Nobody likes my voice that much. So take care. Have fun. Enjoy your day.